The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Al Teresa Clark is the founder of Inspire for Purpose, LLC. She is a licensed clinical social worker, life coach, author, and motivational speaker. She is eager to connect with you and support your journey towards purpose. She's passionate about working with people who struggle with mental health-related issues or who simply need support and motivation to recognize and achieve their purpose. She attained her bachelor's degree from the University of Florida, and her graduate work was done at Florida International University with a master's in clinical social work. She loves what she does, and she is excited to walk in her purpose. Family, let's welcome Al Teresa Clark to the Minding My Black Business podcast. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. Well, all right, family, I am so excited for today's guest. We're going to actually talk about something that we haven't really talked about before, and so that makes things even better. Uh, I am always looking for ways for us to take care of ourselves, and our guest is going to help us with that and talking about her journey and then some things that she has created. Um, So... Before I get into all that, because I feel like I practically started the interview, let me <laughs> channel my manners. So welcome to the podcast, Al Teresa. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Nice to meet you as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad that you could join us. And family, we have Al Teresa Clark here with us. So if you could introduce yourself to the family and then let them know where they can find you. Okay. Well, my name is Al Teresa Clark. I am a licensed clinical social worker. I am a therapist, a life coach, and now an author. And I am, yay! <laughs> <laughs> I am, uh, my website is www.inspire, the number four, purpose.org. And on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, I am Inspire for Purpose. Uh, LLC, and so you can find me using that through all of social media. Yay! Okay, so what um what we'll do is make sure we include those links so that people can find you and follow you and um all those like you and all those things. Um, yeah. Teresa, where are you located? I know the information, but it slipped in my head. Where I you? am in Miami, Florida. Oh my Florida. goodness! Yeah, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it stuck with me. My sister is actually in Miami, so I'm excited to hear that you're in Miami. And um, she uh, she's funny because she'll be like, oh, we had a cold day today because it was like 68 degrees. And I'll be like, go sit down. Uh- <laughs> We're in the 50s, so we are. I have the heater on and everything. <laughs> After recently, we are 19, so stop it. So... <laughs> But I get it. I get it. 50 is cold for Miami. You're right. (laughs) So I'm curious about like your um, journey to entrepreneurship because that is something like I've said before that I didn't think so entrepreneurship was in my head, but I thought I had to be like close to retirement to have like a private practice. Um, And so um that's not where I am. I mean, things have changed because of lots of things. But so how did entrepreneurship 
find you? How did you get connected with this? Okay, so I always knew that I wanted to help people. I always knew that I wanted to do something outside of myself. Uh-huh. But when I was in school, I really didn't know what entrepreneurship was. Um, you know, I had an aunt who I knew was a hustler. Uh-huh. She always had multiple jobs. She always, um, you know, marched on beat of her drum. She worked her own schedule. And I knew like, wow, I like that. I always loved to see that she didn't have to clock in and clock out somewhere. And I knew that that was something I wanted to do. But I didn't really know that it was called entrepreneurship. Right. So when I got to college and I realized that I didn't want to be a lawyer or a doctor, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, I realized that I wanted to do more therapy and helping people. And so once I graduated and I started watching YouTube videos and I started following people on Facebook, I realized that that's what that's called. It's called entrepreneurship. Uh And so um, coming from no business background, coming from um, no mentor, no person in the family showing me how to do it. You know, I was a first generation college student. So I came from a very poor background. Uh And so, but I knew that I wanted to eventually work for myself. I knew that I wanted to create wealth for my future children. And I wanted to create wealth for my family. So I started my private practice in 2016 uh-huh. from the ground up. And I was lucky to meet a few women, um, African-American women, who were already doing it. And they kind of took me under their wing and showed me the ropes on how to start this business. And I'm so thankful for that um, because they helped me launch it and create it for myself. Wow. So you had... Um both informal and formal mentors to help you get to where you are right that's fantastic okay Mm -hmm. so now that you are fully in you got both feet in you're doing this entrepreneurship thing um day and night how do you think you are doing with regards to um the self-care pieces so not necessarily the business building but the part about taking care of you as the entrepreneur how do you think that you're doing well i've come a long way actually last year was actually one of the worst years as far as self-care for me Mm. because out of an entrepreneur i'm a wife and i have two little boys Mm. and so i juggle all of that and i realized that I was slacking on my own self-care. Mm-hmm. I'm preaching to my clients, to friends, to family. Self-care is so important. Take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I became so detached from my own self-care to where I felt like I had to take a step back because I felt like I was becoming very, very unmotivated to do anything outside of work. I realized mm-hmm. that, oh, I'm, I don't want to do anything else, just work, work, work. And, and so I realized that, hey, I'm not taking care of myself. Yes, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm all these different titles, but I have to take care of myself. I tell my clients all the time, you can only give what you have. Right. And so when I realized that I'm running on empty trying to give other people stuff, mm-hmm. I was really neglecting myself. So last year, <laughs> I hit the bottle of self-care for myself, and I realized that, I had to go back to the beginning, go back to the basics, finding, and that's what kind of started me writing the journal. 
Mm. That, um, you know, not to jump ahead, but that is what really motivated me to write the journal because the same exact steps I took in the journal is what helped me rediscover myself and really get back to my own self-care. Mm. Wow. You know, sometimes <laughs> I appreciate you sharing that because realizing that you're not doing a good job of taking care of yourself can be really humbling. And it seems like sometimes people will do one of two things. They'll either take a pause and, you know, maybe I need to start doing some different things. Or sometimes people will feel like the solution is to like work harder. You know what I mean? Like I just need to uh, work right. harder and then right. I can get to a place where I can take a break, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and so I am happy to hear that you were able to find some things to like take a pause and reevaluate what's going on. So given that that was last year and we have just ushered in a brand new year, what would you consider to be your go-to self-care strategies right now? Right now, my go-to strategy is really journaling. Mm -hmm. I love journaling. And I used to journal a lot when I was a, a child mm -hmm. in high school, especially. But I stopped, you know, with life and got busy. And I really got back to it last year. So that's one of the top things that I love to do for self <laughs> And, um, but also, I really love going to the spa. I realized mm. that, um... You know, if I used to think like, oh, it's so expensive to go to the spa, but it's really not. Taking time to treat yourself at a spa, whether it's a manicure, pedicure, facial, massage, whatever you get to do, I really love that. I really love doing that. Um, and I have self-care day once a week. I set aside once, one day a week at least uh -huh. to do something uh -huh. just for me, without the kids, without the husband, without the family, friends, just for myself. And a lot of people say, you're going to dinner by yourself? You're going to the movies by yourself? Yes. <laughs> because I love and I enjoy doing those things. So yeah. I take at least one day a week for myself. And so I have implemented that towards the end of last year, and I'm sticking to it. And so nice. I definitely love um, having that self-care time for myself. Yeah, and I love that you sort of said that this is going to happen once a week, that you made that commitment to yourself. Right. So you mentioned that journaling has been really helpful for you, and I've heard other entrepreneurs say that. Why do you think journaling is so helpful as a self-care strategy? What, what about it um, is helpful to folks? It's so... Journaling is unbiased, no judgment, you write however you feel. You don't have to worry about people reading it, judging you. You don't have to worry about what do I say, what do I not say. It's definitely, it's, it's a free moment mm -hmm. to write your thoughts, your feelings, whether good, bad, ugly, whatever it is, to write it out, to see it, mm -hmm. and know that it's something that you can always look back on. You can always track your progress. You can always see last week I had a horrible week. But look where I've come. Or six months ago, I wasn't doing the best. You know, I was tr struggling with whatever things I was struggling with. But now, look at six months later, I've overcome. And I'm in a much better space mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally. So journaling is definitely an awesome tool that I use, especially. Mm -hmm. And I definitely, you know, mention it as an option to my clients. Because a lot of times we feel that we can't. And, and if you aren't a person who's very vocal 
and you know how to communicate well and you have great communication skills with others, I would tell my, one of my, my clients to do is write it out. Mm-hmm. Write it in your journal. Write, write it out what you think you want to say to this person. If you're having a conflict or if someone hurt your feelings or anything, write it out first. Mm-hmm. Get it all out. And then you have that practice there that you wrote it out in your journal. So now you have the words that you want to say. And even so, if you're pissed off, mm-hmm. write it out in the journal. Write every bad word you want to write in the journal so that when you speak to someone, you, you don't make that mistake or regret things that you say that you can never take back. Mm-hmm. So journaling is something that I love, love, love to do. And I suggest that a lot of people, you know, who have never tried it should try to journal at least once. So... Now that you've mentioned it, do you have any go-to like journaling tips or things that you shouldn't do when it comes to journaling? Like what are some like best practices when it comes to, to journaling? So some of the best practices that I say is it's like anything you're trying to learn new, mm-hmm. do it consistently. Mm. Because if you write it once a month, you won't, you won't really learn that as a habit so mm-hmm. i always suggest people to get a 30-day journal a 31-day journal 365-day journal whatever type of journal where it's consistent enough that you can write daily or weekly mm-hmm. um so that you practice it and it becomes a learned behavior so you go automatically one of your self-care tools or one of your coping strategies let me go to the journal mm. let me find and also find a journal that you love because there are so many journals out there that I've learned and doing marketing research, but there are journals that are tailored towards women, towards mothers, towards children, towards fathers. There's so many journals towards gratitude, meditation, self care, um, purpose. So find a journal that's tailored towards something that you want to focus on. If you want to learn to be more grateful, if you want to learn how to meditate, there's so many different journals out there that you can choose. So that's one of the other best practices I would say is also find a journal that, that fits your need and tell us to what, what you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you mentioned that because I think when I think about journal, I think about just like an empty notepad with lines on it. Uh, and so, <laughs> and so <laughs> not, right. So not necessarily one that would, I'm assuming that these might have prompts. Um, so the ones right. that you just mentioned. Okay. Okay. So I'm glad that you said that. Um, cause that makes me think about journaling in a different way. Um, so you mentioned your journal earlier, but I want to get back to that. What is, tell us about your journal and then, uh, who is best suited for what, what sort of audience would work best with your journal? So the title of my journal is Finding the Missing Part of Me. Mm-hmm. It's a 31-day journal to self-discovery. And so, like I mentioned before, when I was going through my own troubles with self-care, I started to journal. Mm. I started to write out questions. I started to write out tips. I started to write out quotes that inspired me and motivated me. And along the way, I com- compiled it together and realized that, hey, I can put a journal together. Mm-hmm. And not only has this helped me, but this can help other women or men out there who are dealing with the same issues of losing themselves in the midst of the chaos around them. Mm. And so the journal is tailored towards women or men. Mm-hmm. I mean, the cover is pink, but I've had men that purchased the journal. Yeah. Um, But the journal is for anyone who is dealing with self-doubt. They're feeling lost. They're feeling stuck. 
they don't really know where they want to go and they may feel lost or they may be lacking that self-care. It's to find who you are. So it takes you on a journey of self-discovery to find mm. out what you like, what you don't like, who you are, who you want to be, who were you. Uh-huh. It deals with the past, present, and the future. And it's uh-huh. all about you. This journal is all about you. So if anyone is looking for a journal, if you're, look, if the, you're looking and you don't know, I don't really know where to start, this journal is definitely foundation. Uh-huh. It's foundation for you to build upon because it deals with you. And a lot of times we think that we have all these other issues because of other people, but in reality, it starts with ourselves. And so this journey is, you know, why I said the missing part of me is because sometimes we do have that part that we feel that's missing and we don't know what it is, how to find it. We don't know our purpose. Um, And it's big on helping you get to healing and inspiration and motivation for yourself. And so I would say the the journal is definitely ideal for anyone who is dealing with um you know going through the journey of self-discovery and finding out who they are and what they want and where they want to be in life and so um i'm so excited that that from my process and from my pain and from my hurt i was to be i was able to birth this journal to help others get through the same through the same issues that they may have had that's dope i like that <laughs> so what would what would you say because oftentimes i'll hear this from black entrepreneurs that um i don't have time so <laughs> when we talk about like even if we're just talking about self-care uh i don't have time so what would you say for those uh, black entrepreneurs who might be listening and have heard you talk about journaling have even heard you talk about your journal and um, they're like, oh, that sounds really interesting. Um, I might need to check that out. But they also still have that thought of I don't have time. So what, what would you say to them um, if they're sort of stuck in that spot? I would say make time. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, I would say journaling literally one day, one prompt could take 15 minutes. It does not take, you don't have to write a whole essay for the prompts, especially in my journal, you don't have to write a whole essay. If the, the prompt of the day is, um, you know, what's something that you love about yourself as mm-hmm. one of the prompts, uh-huh. it take, it doesn't take more than 15 minutes to write, to write. Even if you can write one thing, if you can't think of multiple things that you love about yourself, but you can start out with one. Uh-huh. So writing one thing that you love about yourself in one of the prompts, it shouldn't take more than 15 minutes. Right. It shouldn't, but some people it may. Yeah, but for those yeah. entrepreneurs who you know they don't have time, you can literally journal in one day in fifteen minutes. Uh-huh. Set aside fifteen minutes from your from your day because I think as a black entrepreneur you should because we are running everywhere doing all these different things outside of our business and our own personal lives. Take that fifteen minutes at least uh-huh. to write in your journal one day one prompt. Uh-huh. You don't have a long you know paragraph or essay it takes 15 minutes and i and i suggest that you do it in a quiet place alone Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. if you can't and you can you know set aside some time close your door and say i'm taking this 15 minutes for myself you know or in between clients when you're seeing clients pull the journal out and write in it Mm -hmm. it's definitely um you can put it in your purse you can put it in your bag it's not heavy it's not thick 
So you can take it with you anywhere on the airplane, wherever you're on the go, and and you know take that time to just write in the journal. I think it's definitely needed, especially for Black entrepreneurs. Right, right. Yeah, you're right because you could even because traditionally I hear people saying when they use journaling that they sort of do it either at the beginning of the day or at the end of their day um, right. when it tends to be the quietest um, for them. Um, but yeah, you mentioned the airport. I'm even thinking about um, those of us who tend to be in the car a lot. Like you could even do mm-hmm. it before you get out of the car or when exactly. you get back in the car. So um, you're right. Having something portable with you um, sort of as as things hit you, then you would have that as a resource to, to make use of. Um, I like that. Okay. Okay. All right. So (laughs) those are some nice gems. I hope you all picked that up. Um, So yeah, I'm excited um, that we're talking about this. I really am. Um, uh, Yeah, I have so many questions, but I think that's going to take us in a whole other direction. But I'm going to pause that because I'm very curious about this question. One of the things that I always like to um, ask guests about is, um, sort of their own thoughts about black entrepreneurship. So, how Teresa, what mm-hmm. does minding my black business mean to you? Minding my black business means to me, um, staying focused and staying in my own lane mm. when it comes to my business. A lot mm-hmm. of times, um, you know, unfortunately, we have this mentality as you know, sometimes as black entrepreneurs that we have to be all things to all people and do a gazillion things. And, you know, we're trying to create wealth and we're trying to build, you know, build legacies for our future. But a lot of times if we focus on our business, Uh cultivate it, grow it, um, then that energy we put into, we put into our business will take us, millions and millions of light years further than trying to be all over the place, trying to do everything and not saying that we can't collaborate, we can't partner, we can't do these great things in the black community. But I think a lot of times we wear so many different hats and focus on a lot of other things that deter us or distract us from growing mm. our own business. And so as a black entrepreneur, um, I'm definitely taking that advice this year because I see the quote every year, mining the business that pays me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every, I'm seeing that all over social media now. And and of course it started as a joke, but it's true because mm-hmm. a lot of times we get, you know, we get pulled into drama and we get pulled into all these different things that take us away from the focus and the purpose of why we started our business. So mm-hmm. I think that title mining my own black business is so powerful and it's so important for us to really fall back on when we feel when we get distracted or deterred in different lanes to mm-hmm. get focus back on the reason why we started our businesses and why we became, we became black entrepreneurs. I love that. Yes, ma'am. We can't be everything to everybody. I like that. Okay. All right. That's a great way to kind of wrap this conversation up. Cause I think, <laughs> I think it is really important to always sort of stay grounded into what started you was, what was the energy anyway to get, uh, to get the business started and to focus on that and to stay in your lane, as you say. So right. um, thank you for that. Thank you for that. So what's next for you? What, what, what projects, what things you got coming up for yourself? 
Yes, so right now I am marketing and promoting, of course, my journal, Finding the Missing Part of Me. But I do have a few other products that are coming out soon. I'm starting a self-care subscription box that's coming out soon. Um, So I'm so excited about that because I really, you know, I really, really, really truly believe in self-care. So the items that will be in the subscription box will be self-care items that, that are tailored towards african-american women uh-huh. um so that we because like i said we, we are so many we wear so many hats and sometimes we we you know deter away from our self-care so the self-care subscription box um that's coming out soon is my next project that i'm working on my next product that i'm working on um but i will you know of course still be seeing clients uh-huh. doing coaching therapy um I'm hosting a few workshops this this year that are in the works. So, you know, I'm just trying to grow my my business and continue on this entrepreneurship path. Yay. Oh, can be rocky. <laughs> Listen. But I'm holding yes, on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I see nothing but bright things in your future and I'm so excited for you and all these things that you've talked about, especially that self-care box. I'm excited to to see that. So, um yeah, I hope that you have. Uh, well, I know, I know it's going to be wonderful, and so I'll be on the lookout as these things roll out. Um, yeah, yeah. So thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. I truly, truly appreciate this. It's been great. No problem, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. So if you want to know more and you like what you heard, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Also, follow the movement on our website, MindingMyBlackBusiness.com, and on our Facebook and Instagram pages under Minding My Black Business, and on Twitter under Minding My Black Biz. So peace and blessings to us all, family. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, let them know that you're minding my black business.